best, never let it rest, until the good becomes better and the better becomes best. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Craig and Jonah, bright and early. As always. As always, 5.30 a.m. I don't know if that means we're old or crazy, but... Both. Yeah. But we're here. This get, this gets me out of bed. <laughs> More so than the gym at this point in time. <laughs> well, for anybody, I guess this will come out after the Super Bowl, but uh, as a Green Bay Packers fan myself, I didn't... I don't really have a rooting interest. I don't want to see Patrick Mahomes win this weekend any more than I want to see the 49ers win. So I guess I was happy to find a reason to root for a team uh, during the interviews this week. It's always kind of a crazy week, Super Bowl week. Like the players can be asked all kinds of goofy questions. Like Brock Purdy was asked uh, how he feels about looking similar to Lee Harvey Oswald. Oh, <laughs> and just who goofy, made that connection? Just goofy questions like that. But somebody asked him about his favorite Bible verse because apparently he talks about the Bible often, and I didn't know that. Hmm. But uh, he said, uh, I've said it a lot, but Psalm 23, Purdy told reporters, even when I go through the darkest valley, I fear no danger, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Purdy continued, it also talks about how God prepares a table before me and even in the presence of my enemies. So even through all the craziness that is going on for me, I know God is with me and he's right here in this moment. And so I feel like I can kind of root for the 49ers now. It He uh, must have a real rough life. <laughs> Professional football player, and honey and women. I don't, th I don't think he's married and I don't think okay. he really has a girlfriend either. Like, they, you know, their previous quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, used to date porn stars and stuff like that. So this is a much different guy. He went to Iowa State, um, and then huh. he, was, he was picked as the very last person in the NFL draft. So that's Mr. Irrelevant is the name of it. Oh, I knew, he was, I knew he was down in the draft. I didn't realize he was that far down. Yep, very last player pick. So it's amazing. And then at the end of the interview, he, he said, God gives him peace, and he gives me the calmness and steadfastness in those moments of difficulty. And... Um, that's what he thinks back to. Maybe so. he, he's probably reciting Psalm 23 when he's walking through San Francisco and avoiding the piles of feces on the sidewalk. I <laughs> I thought about making that connection too, something about San Francisco. But, you know, I don't know. I, it was just kind of inspiring, I guess, to, to hear a guy talk about that in that moment. And so I'll kind of be rooting for the 49ers. But if they lose, I won't feel too bad either. Yeah. Yeah, I'm um, I'm kind of ambivalent about the, the Super Bowl this year. Um, I'm actually going to be out of town uh, for work. Um, we'll have a meeting. We'll probably watch the Super Bowl a little bit, but um, yeah, it's always kind of kind of fun to to watch. And the whole yeah circus and ceremony that goes around it is pretty pretty amazing. Yep. So we'll see if Taylor Swift is there. They're worried she might not make it back from Japan or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Taylor Swift has become a whole lot more annoying to me since she began watching football. Like, I think they show her a little bit too much on the TV. Well, but I hope it's so, like, I think it'd be a great moment. Maybe if the chiefs lose and she's crying and there's like mascara speared, smeared everywhere. And she's like embracing Travis Kelsey and maybe, or Brittany Mahomes even, I don't know. You know, I, I, I think that would be kind of funny. I, I'm going to 
come at this with a very uncharted Catholic man angle, but you know, I always I'm always fascinated about those those um uh celebrity relationships, especially you know, you get actors and actresses or professional football players and they're dating people that are similarly, you know, high profile, traveling around the country, mm -hmm. the world. Like it's not like they they see each other all the time. Like, <laughs> so what are you saying? <laughs> I'm just saying. It, I, I I think if I were in that position, I would want a, a more humble, normal wife that could be with me all the time and not be absent for weeks at a time or whatever. Hmm. I don't know how they. I don't know they how they tangle with the issues that we tangle with i suppose maybe they i don't think they worry about that too much i don't think uh yeah i just don't think kelsey is overly concerned about it. <laughs> I what his faith life is like I, don't know. I mean do they all just kind of have open relationships or do they just assume that they're just taking care of business uh, i'd be surprised if taylor swift had an open relationship but you know i don't know what it that could all like. be a facade you know i don't yeah. know I don't know. I, I just, I don't know what that looks like. <laughs> we'll never know. You know, you know, we look, you know, we're going to talk about some Twitter polls, but we, you know, we did a, well, let's, let's do, let's get a, we're going to do some Twitter stuff here. Cause it's a good segue to that. Um, let's see here. Bear with us. <laughs> yeah. So we've been doing a lot of Twitter polls, but the one I, you know, but really, I think the reality of it is, is that like, so when Taylor Swift is running around on her heiress tour, I bet you there's a lot of loneliness. You know, like, even though she's surrounded by people, it's got to be a lonely life because you're trapped in your own prison. Like, did you watch The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan documentary on, uh, it came out during the pandemic? He talked about how at one point at the height of his stardom, all he could do was just sit in his hotel room because yeah. wherever he went, he was just mobbed. And I mean, you create your own prison, yeah, you know, with that kind of money. Yeah, no, give me the money, but not the fame. <laughs> I have, I have to... <laughs> uh. But like, like here, so I got, a, I got one of the polls up. You know, NFP Catholic man, what's the average number of days you could abstain from sex? And hey, no cheating with solo before it starts interfering with your ability to sleep. Well, fortunately, of the twenty-one votes we had, no one no one struggled at uh, three days, but four to seven days had ten percent mm -hmm. of the, the. No, there was seventy-one percent of show results. I don't know what that means. If there's just a lot of a lot women. of women following, maybe yeah, I don't it know. could be. But, but I mean, if you're a guy, just answer the poll. Yeah, like, that, I mean, come on. I don't understand all the show results things. Like, people are just answer the question. Yeah. Man it, up. it actually really irritates me. Yeah, it's suck like it a, up. I get it if you're a woman because it says yeah. NFP Catholic yeah. men, but yeah. come on. Yeah. So 10% uh, of those responding said four to seven days, and then the bigger group was seven to 14 days. And, mm -hmm. and I think that's, that's, that, that's pretty normal. See, I think. I think the cutoff line is right around seven days, so it's tough to, yeah. you know. Yeah, I made it purposely difficult. <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know so you know what is that let's see um there's a but but so getting back to this where we go on to some of the other polls you know um you know i just don't know what that 
like I often wonder about professional sports players in general. They're traveling. They're you know they're all like, juiced up. Yeah, they're 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 gone. They're unless their wives are coming with them, which <clears throat> I think some I think, do. Yeah, I think they travel. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what do they call that? Uh, jail visits. Um, conjugal visits. Conjugal visits. Well, I mean, <laughs> like Philip Rivers, he's a very Catholic guy, yeah. and uh, he has how many kids? Like eleven, maybe. I don't think he's that many. There was a joke that he couldn't even pull out of a parking spot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think, I suspect that his wife and family came with through a lot of places. I believe that that was in a news story once. Yeah, so like, like I don't know how you would avoid that. Like, if you're trying to be a decent Catholic, I don't, I mean. There's a chaplain, I guess, you know, that comes to the team, you know. I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, it'd be fun having the money and fame, but if you spend, you know, this part of your life and you know traveling and seeing your wife once a week or whatever the case may be i don't know um it uh you know it i don't know i guess i can't relate to that life but but that's of course the first thing i worry about yeah <laughs> I, about, I had that kind of fame and i was traveling do i want to that's the number one reason you don't want to be famous yeah <laughs> biggest thing holding me back yeah no i i don't know man i i suspect they just don't worry about it as much but and there's guys like philip rivers so you never know well and it you know it's sort of um um kind of makes me think about um there was a some controversy the other day uh yesterday i think over again on twitter so if, if you haven't figured out our playground is is twitter uh, so if you're not on Twitter, you should go over and find us. But um, there's a priest that actually I've had some decent exchanges with made this comment. Uh, we need more um, self-control, not birth control. Um, yeah. And then there we've had some we've had some fights about um, sort of the tension between kind of men's experience of what the church teaches and the whole question about other acts and and this and that and you know i just think you know like like i think of like the truck drivers for example over the road yeah driver. like like okay so let's say you're gone five days out of the week and you come home on the weekend oh it happens to be during the fertile time like like i don't it, it i don't think those situations are just a matter of self-control or uh yeah we all have our crosses to carry it's like you know how do those people have normal lives in and follow all these things yeah I, I don't know yeah getting back to how difficult it is to be a celebrity and follow those rules did you see uh that article that came out a while ago about rfk's uh secret journal and the catholic guilt he had no uh, so it's a pretty interesting article he talks about how he kept a diary and somehow somebody got a hold of this but he kept track of all the affairs he had over the years. Ooh. And uh, he would basically talk about how every day that he didn't have a, an affair was a success because there were that many women after him all the time, like relentless. Senior or junior? Uh, junior. Okay. So the guy that's still alive, he's. Yep. The guy that's running for president. Yeah. And he's actually, I listened to his uh, podcast where he was interviewed by Joe Rogan. It was great. Like he's a very interesting guy. Yeah. But uh yeah, it was a 398-page uh, document, and he 
basically recorded the names of all the women's that the women that he had cheated with, and he had codes next to their names that corresponded with uh, different sexual acts, one to ten. So ten meant intercourse, and I don't know. He just said that it was just so difficult because he was constantly being like pursued by women and he just he he fell into the stair that's also something we'll never relate to <laughs> like to say i feel bad for the guy but that's yes yeah, as catholic men we're just hoping we can uh dazzle our wives eyes once a week or a couple times a week <laughs> yeah i can't relate to any of that yeah, he said every day that went without a woman's name entered in the diary, he would write victory, which meant he triumphantly resisted sexual temptation. See, I always wonder about like what that's like, because at least for me personally, you know, my intimate relationship with my wife is way better now than it was when we were first married. Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how you like stumble your way through that with a new person all the time. Like I just, maybe it's just that initial passion and all that takes care of it. But well, it's like you said, he's traveling all the time and, yeah. and doing stuff like that. And so he's away from his wife and mm -hmm. I don't know, mm -hmm. but it's funny. They talk about like, so it's the New York post wrote the article, but uh, they talk about how it's because it was Catholic guilt that he felt bad. But I would hope that anybody that was cheating on their wife nearly every day would feel some remorse. Yeah. Maybe I'm old school, but yeah, you'd like you'd like to think there's some natural law built in there that would cause guilt, whether you're a Catholic or not. Yeah, um, which is actually a nice segue to, you know, Twitter has reminded me of this awkward position we find ourselves in, or I find myself in, um. You know, the stuff that we talk about is, you know, it's a mixture of kind of the real, the real life. The, the, we probably talk too much about the, the bad, but things are good. Like, like it's, it's marriage is really wonderful. It's been really wonderful for us recently. Uh, but there was times that it was very, very difficult, even when it was going good. Like by, by most people's standards, they would have been happy to have. The marriage that i had but i inside i was just miserable morally miserable and um you know so you know we talk about some of that stuff and i have a lot of <clears throat> sympathy and compassion for people that struggle with those things twitter doesn't have that kind of compassion and the people that end up on twitter tend to be very uncompassionate <laughs> you know and so you start talking about that stuff you start talking about the struggles and they're like well hold on this not Christ, being Christians not supposed to be easy. We have our struggles, and are you trying to suggest the teachings wrong? I mean, that's always the mm -hmm. pushback. Like that's the that's the the rub is when you start talking about you know you start when I start using language like this feels nearly impossible for some people. Or like oh, now you're starting to you know come right up against the the teachings themselves, and can we trust this and yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I was in that constant state of tension for a long time, and I'm not sure I've totally resolved that in my mind. But you know, for a lot of people, um, when that tension exists, 
we're, we're, we're told or led to believe that you just, you ignore your own experience. Like you're like the teaching always takes precedence over your, your real life experience or people's actual experience. And maybe that's the right way. I don't know. I don't know. It, I often felt for a long time too, that this is impossible. And so I don't know how to overcome it. You know, like you go to confession every week and like, I can do it this week. Mm-hmm. And you're back next week. Yep. <laughs> you know, and that is yep. difficult. Yep. And that goes on for years. Yeah. And maybe that's how it's supposed to be. Maybe it is some built in, you know, humility sort of thing, but I find it hard to believe that, you know, like a thousand years ago, there's people going to confession every week. Like that just, that wasn't the case. Yeah. I don't believe. Right. So I don't know how to reconcile that. I, I would like to think it's okay to talk about how things really are. I, I don't think they like people talking about the difficulty it is to live this life. Um, You know, I think, you know, I think it's a very real experience that most of us just quietly deal with don't, a lot of people a lot of guys don't even talk about with their wives it's kind of between them and their professors that's for sure so you know i don't know i mean and i don't know how you reconcile that with what jesus said about uh it's an easy burden or his yoke is easy like that I, I don't know how to reconcile that <clears throat> because and if like when you look at marriage if there was room for other acts or whatever it would be very reasonable it's not Mm-hmm. it's not undoable but if you're trying to walk this tightrope where you can only have sex uh, that's difficult especially if you're trying not to get pregnant or whatever you know yeah i mean but for just reasons it's not like you're just not having sex because you can't afford kids <laughs> like which which may be reasonable too but uh if you're not having sex because your wife could have serious complications that's a real serious situation if for for rightly or wrongly the <clears throat> sort of the polite catholic community or the trads just has this idea that if if we give people a way that can be easy that they're just going to take it and run with it um and so it just seems like there's this constant fear of the slippery slope you know i you know i was having this just kind of this theoretical conversation about birth control um that was a poll we did i was really surprised i was kind of surprised at how many the question was basically if the church said that birth control was okay how many people that aren't using it would consider using it a lot of people indicated that they would be open to using it what was the percentage do you remember um it's always complicated because there's so many like results but almost Almost all of those who responded said they would. There was only a very small percentage that said no. Hmm. Um, and, you know, so I think there is, I think there's a lot of, uh, I want to say reluctant NFP users, but most of us, I think, <laughs> while we we appreciate it and, and find a way to, I guess, love it, most of us have a love-hate relationship with it. Well, and I think once you get in your 40s, it just gets pretty risky for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. And it's difficult. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, and of course, they're like, well, it's, you know, and, and I think a lot of people would be, my wife included, would not be a fan of like hormonal birth control, but like barrier methods and stuff like that. I think there's a lot of, um, 
you know, in, in sort of talking and watching sort of kind of evangelical Christians, non-Catholics, uh, a lot of them have, you know, like a lot of them are concerned about birth control that's abortifacient. Mm-hmm. So yep. they tend to steer away from birth, you know, um, hormonal birth control or IUDs. And so I think what a lot of them seem to do uh, is actually use NFP, but then use like a condom or something during mm-hmm. the fertile times. So, you know, I kind of posed that. I says, well, what if, you know, if, if it was permissible, what would be wrong with a couple that say that's going to use NFP and abstain during the fertile times to, instead of abstaining, use like a condom or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and essentially not using it during the infertile times, which of course there's always the possibility of pregnancy. You're, you're still open to life. You're just simply replacing abstinence with, let's say a condom during that time why would that be so like what what would be so different about that obviously i mean obviously there's differences but 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 from a functional point of view Mm -hmm. that's not dramatically changing the nature of that marriage that's not turning that couple into suddenly they're just never having kids or whatever yep and i think that's it comes down to the fact that I think the procreative aspect is ranked higher than the unitive, when really it kind of makes sense for them to at least be on an even playing field, if if not unitive being slightly higher, because in order to have a great family, you have to have the unity between you and your wife. Mm-hmm. And once the unitive aspect of those acts is lower and you're not doing it as frequently, you just have more difficulties in marriage, I think. Or you can. Well, I think I think most of them, I mean, they say that they're both important and equal, but you can have you can have a lot of intimacy that is quote unquote open to life, but not necessarily be that unitive, you know, if it's mm-hmm. not a good experience or you're invoking the marital debt and one spouse is just doing their yeah. duty or whatever. Um so even if in theory <clears throat> you're trying to respect both ends, the, the uh, procreative does trump. I mean, it is it is the horse pulling the cart, really. I think, mm-hmm. and um, you know, to the to the point where it leads, I think, to some rather you know extreme, just ex- absurd results. You know, here's an example I I've used before. <clears throat> You know, someone asked Christopher West, and we haven't picked on old Christopher West in a while. Yeah, that's been a while. Yeah. We're going to resurrect. I think we're going to play our two episodes talking about Christopher West in the week before episode 200. So stay tuned for that. But, you know, a couple was pregnant. Desire, here's the basic fact. A couple was pregnant, using NFP, all that kind of stuff, but good Catholics. But for whatever reason, when she was pregnant, something happened to her body that made intercourse either really uncomfortable or maybe even like life-threatening or like or like health like a health concern and basically asked could we use condom in that situation and he says no <laughs> so that's when you have to laugh because what is being prevented there you know <laughs> hey maybe god can make you pregnant again i mean that's just where like what are we accomplishing here? Like that, 
<laughs> I mean, I can't think of a situation. Like, why? Yeah. Like, yeah. Show your work, like you always say. Yeah. Like, that, that to me... And I get it. I mean, I think they're kind of lot. He's kind of logically forced to take that that position, but it just seems absurd to me. And if it's absurd there, how far back is it still absurd? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So you know, um, it just and and that's where I struggle with. Like that's that I think I think if you think about that enough, you you ask yourself, okay, what does that mean? Does it mean that we're simply, I mean, I know some people say, well, yeah, it's it seems absurd to us because we're mere mortals. Our ways are not God's ways. And when we sure. die and go to heaven, it will all be ex explained. Maybe. I mean, maybe. Maybe that's, I, I grant that that's one possibility that it won't seem absurd once we have the full picture in heaven. He also gave us reasoning, though, too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're supposed to be able to reason your way through it. Like I, on Twitter, too, the other day, a woman was talking about how um, she nearly died during childbirth. And uh, uh, she was just talking about her hesitation towards being pregnant again and, and just the issues with that. And, you know, of course, they, the trads came back and said, well, just trust in God. You know, you could die in a car accident or you could die in all these different ways. But, I mean... It's not comparable. It's not comparable. Mm -hmm. You know, the everyday sort of ways that people can die are just like, it's not even comparable just because of the, I don't know, it's, you're carrying that child for nine months and then for, like, it's a, such an intimate part of life, I guess. And it's, it's not even comparable. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think this is where the, I would say the quote-unquote pro-choicers have a point where they they talk about like, like this is, this is a big undertaking, and it can be really, like it's, anytime a woman has sex with a with her husband or a man or whatever, and if they're open to life, like that's a, that's a big deal for her. Mm -hmm. And even if you're using NFP and you're following rules, you could still get pregnant. Like we all know that, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I I I don't think we, I I don't think we should um, diminish that or or um, underemphasize that or whatever. Like I don't think we should just gloss over that. Like that's a that's a big deal. It is a big deal. And should women have to put their lives on the line every single time? I mean, and that's how certain saints have you know become saints i guess i think it's uh oh there's a couple of them but the you know where the recommended an abortion and she didn't have an abortion and she died during childbirth and you know, yeah. she's a saint now yeah and i can't remember her name right now but yeah it, it sort of reminds me um not that i would necessarily want to open this can of worms but it reminds me of the whole controversy over is it saint maria garetta you know who she is i've heard the name she was a young woman. I don't think that was all that long ago, late 1800s, early 1900s. I, she was a, a young, beautiful woman in Italy or something like that. It was being pursued by a, by a suitor. And she, I don't know if she had her eyes on being a nun or something like that. And um, so he basically, basically tried to rape her. And um, she, she refused she was well, she first he tried to get her to do it voluntarily and she ref, 
she refused and then he threatened to rape her and then he did and he killed her i don't know if he did rape her but he killed her like she basically decided to die rather than give in to this guy's request or whatever and she's held up as this saint and model of purity which is great but there's a there's a couple people out there one of what which may be, may eventually come on the show she's like think about the absurdity like what are we teaching people what are we teaching young women <clears throat> that it's virtuous to like die rather than defile yourself or you know like whatever the case may be I mean, are you supposed to make that choice? Because even if she was raped, like there's no sin there. Like it, it, you know, if you're not doing it voluntarily. Oh, see, and that's difficult. Like if it was if if it was your child involved, like mm-hmm. oh, it's terrible. I don't. I don't know. It it's sort of like the um, it's sort of like the problem with intrinsic evils, which I I wrestle with a lot. Uh, that whole notion when we talk about you know intrinsic evils what that means that like it's supposed to mean that there's never a circumstance where it's morally licit to do that you can never choose it as a lesser evil so to give a really just a really stupid example but someone comes to you and says look we're going to murder this busload of people but we'll we'll will not do that if you let's say use a condom when you have sex with <laughs> well, that's quite a, quite a circumstance yeah I mean, <laughs> hey anything can happen <laughs> but yeah you you're supposed to say nope i can't do that it's intrinsically evil like it doesn't matter how many people would die i'm not going to do that like, i don't know if i was on the bus i'd be like come on yeah. buddy, let's do it <laughs> poke a little hole in it or something just make one for the team yeah I mean, is there a is there a is there a person anywhere that wouldn't say, like it's obvious what you do in that situation? Then people can maybe go to confession afterwards. But like, but what would the confessor say? Yeah, at all. Like, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I just find it hard to believe they'd be hard on you. Yeah, that's that's where the um, like the the like the 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 true extreme logical, um, sort of ends ends of these concepts become absurd and what do you do with that mm-hmm. and, and granted is that situation ever going to happen no but you know it's a it's an intellectual exercise you can have and we seem to like those sometimes. yeah <laughs> that's right saint gianna mola was uh the, oh, yeah. the saint that died during childbirth yeah. i mean you know we had this conversation uh, this twitter conversation with a guy the other day uh, and and we talked about how, you know, you know this this life is difficult. Because I said one of the struggles it seems like, if you follow really the most conservative view of all these teachings, it's you know, no birth control, no solo, no other acts. It's a mortal sin if you you know that's kind of like the four, the four you know pieces of the most conservative view of it. Um. You know, if you that 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 is nearly impossible for most people, I think, mm-hmm. despite what the polls suggest, it's close to it. I mean, I, I mean, you have to be on your A game all the time. And most of us are not going to like there's going to be there's going to be missteps, maybe significant missteps along the way. Mm-hmm. And so the if you if you apply all those those rules, consistency, 
consistently, it seems to place a very, very high bar just just to be saved, like just to like, not be in a state of serious sin, not just heroically virtuous, you know, not just saintly, but just saved at all. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, it seems like, like the, the, the bar should be lower. It, it seems like the bar should be more attainable, attainable and attainable for people. Um, the tr truck driver and all that, you know, like, and, but if you want to like go above and beyond, <laughs> you know, uh, in 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 master yeah, your domain, yeah, and, and virtuous, and, yeah, and, and really become like saintly. I have no problem with that concept, but but it it just seems like it just seems like the calibration is off because mm -hmm. uh, I have no problem with people that want to like like you said be master of the domain. And if we had a um, <clears throat> an exchange on Twitter uh, messages with a guy that basically said um if we weren't trying to get pregnant now we would we would abstain from all sex during advent and lent he said that yeah going old school yeah <laughs> i mean good for you maybe maybe i don't know um you know did they say why uh just the idea that this life is supposed to be a constant reminder of death um well, i'm sure they're a joy to be yeah. <laughs> just a life of the party yeah <laughs> oh, do this they, guy's a riot do they count sundays or not i don't know you know what? <laughs> it's true uh again like i would have no problem with um people doing that if they want to like if it's a, deci a mutual decision or maybe a season in your life you're saying you know what we we think this would really be beneficial to our marriage and whatever we want to give this up. Sounds like a terrifying conversation with my wife. Yeah. <laughs> like, that like, sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> I me up. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's oh that's really interesting that somebody would say that. Yeah, I was a little surprised. Well, there's all kinds on Twitter. I had uh, I was going round and round with this. He's a Pius the guy, and he had this long Twitter thread about um, the Latin Mass and like, and he started bringing up all these old statements like if 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 you don't have Gregorian chant in the Mass, let you be an anathema or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, going back and then it's like, well, hey, do you want to go back? Are you gonna go so you want to go back? To on liturgy you're going to go back to the old rules on when you can and can't have sex and you can't have it in lent and advent and feast days and stuff like that and and he basically said well yeah if the church required that i would follow that I'm like, <laughs> i'd say lord give me ordinary time yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I just don't know that that's like, that's what I struggle with. Yes. It's not supposed to be easy. Like this life mm -hmm. isn't supposed to be easy and there is supposed to be hardship, but I just feel like there ought to be a level of voluntarily voluntariness to it and like a season for it. You know, I, I think of my own situation, you know, so <laughs> 
you know, yesterday was uh, we had some plans, right? Okay. Um, but we're not talking about dinner plans. No. <laughs> but best laid plans, you know. Uh, I was uh, I was working at home in the afternoon, so I was watching our two youngest daughters, who are year and a half and three, three and a half, and they both took very long naps during the day. Hmm. That usually means they don't go to sleep at night, oh. um, which they didn't want to. Oh. Other kids are all in bed, and, and you know, and that's the kind of stuff that you, you know, you deal with. Um, fortunately, we outlasted them, but fucking breaths. But uh, yeah, we were done. When we were done, we said good morning to each other. <laughs> you persevered till yeah. the end. Yeah. <laughs> You know, my wife at one point she's like, "Yeah, Dad really kind of like uh, shot himself in the foot today by letting you guys sleep." But I mean, oh, I love comments like that. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, you know, we're a family of like we don't do we don't have a lot of fun, so to speak. I mean, like the 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 domestic demands are real. We don't really get to go on vacations. We don't really get to go out on date not not that we couldn't we don't go out and do date nights and mm -hmm. i'm not out golfing and stuff like that no. like this is kind of the one thing you got <laughs> don't take it from me yeah like this is the one thing that kind of keeps you going don't take it from me no advent don't take it from me during lent no one needs it more than the couple that has a bunch of young kids <laughs> oh oh and so it's too bad that your <laughs> wife was gone during nap time because that's what usually works out for us. Yeah, no, that uh, that hasn't happened in a long, long time. <laughs> I think we were. I think we had one or two kids the last time that we had that experience, and that was. Oh, a, it has been a while. It's been a, it's been a while. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, it is strictly at night when everyone's asleep and. <laughs> Uh, so I don't know. That's <laughs> that's the one thing you've got. Yeah, it's, it literally is, and I don't think that's accidental. I think that's yeah, it's supposed to bring. It I together. think it's the design. I think so too. I actually totally agree with that. That it is meant to allow you to be to reignite that spark that you feel for each other. You know, and if you ignore that or don't do it, you're harming your marriage. I mean, it's God gave us this this amazing thing that does so much for yourself and your relationship. And, and then it seems like as Catholics, we spend all of our time is trying to explain, trying to convince ourselves not to have that. <laughs> like the Twitter poll suggests, I think that like once a week is really good, yeah. you know, and twice a week is even better, but you know, I think once a week is good. Yeah. Just, I don't know, even like the Twitter poll with how often the wives want to be intimate. Um, the highest it was almost equal the men and women both said Multiple, more than once a week once a week and that lines up yeah i mean i don't know where are you people like where like <laughs> are we all in different marriages <laughs> <Are> we all... <laughs> we're just all mismatched we all have one that's never and one that's all the time i don't know that would that's another interesting question yeah i suppose it would spark It'd be great though because it would spark conversation to ask that sort of question, and that's really what you need. Yeah, because you know, like for both of us, our wives had no idea. Mm -hmm. Yep. And uh, but now it's yeah that conversation led to a, a great <laughs> marriages for both of us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so 
we're, since we're not here just to like bash trads and and complain about church teaching like we kind of want to help like like it's amazing like it's amazing what those conversations with our wives did for our marriages mm -hmm. right for me it was 20 years in for you it was a little less but mm -hmm. um it's a it's amazing what it's amazing i think how how easy it is for 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 husbands and wives to be kind of unaware of each other's experiences mm -hmm. and it's not that they don't care they just don't know yeah and if you could find a way to get that awkward conversation out there you just you may have just unlock something <laughs> and i just hate to think of like i just i think of like the years i wasted yep no i agree <laughs> about the only benefit to that about the only benefit to that is when we get into these skirmishes on twitter with people about uh you know and i like I, I i sort of make these generalizations about men and marriages based on my experiences like well your experiences like listen buddy i got 20 years behind me i got nine kids did the whole nfp thing like i i have i have a lot of data to back up mm -hmm. my my conclusions here and so i do feel like I do feel like I come from a, not necessarily a place of authority, but I just, I feel very, very confident that, uh, you know, my marriage and kind of what we went through provides a lot of, um, it's indicative, I think. it's indicative. Well, yeah, and there's a lot of guys that they go to communion when their wife is with them in church. Yeah. If their wife is not with them, they do not go to communion. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and, yeah. you know, you just know the reason why. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's not a mystery. Yeah. So, I mean, even if everything stays exactly the same, and I'm not suggesting anything should change, although the, although episode 200, we're going to talk about what I think is the one gray area in all this. I think there's some gray area mm -hmm. there. Um, but even if everything stays the same, you can you can really change your marriage and your household in a positive way if you can have this conversation uh if if your if your intimate life is less often or less quality than you would like there are ways to make it better mm -hmm. just have to talk about it just have to talk about it share the podcast or get caught get caught <laughs> we can uh we can give you some some design uh plans for that if you need it <clears throat> So I just, this, this truly like, like, again, I want to emphasize this as Catholics. I think we spend so much time worrying about the ways that we shouldn't, we, the things that we can't do or why we shouldn't do it or the, the value of suffering and abstinence. Yeah. Okay. And there is suffering and abstinence. Yeah. <laughs> we can't agree on that. Yeah. <laughs> I described it as intermittent celibacy the other day. On the oh, oh, very nice. So yeah, that's funny. But that that but that does you know there are times when you can be intimate with each other and probably more frequent than you are now. And I think for almost all marriages, it's going to be a net positive for you. Mm -hmm. I agree. I yes, if both spouses are enjoying it there's no way it's not going to yeah. improve your marriage yeah so shoot for uh multiple times a week more than once a week 
<laughs> yeah. Report back to us. And report <laughs> report back to us. But I mean, there was a long time that seemed crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Same it, with me too. Yeah, it may seem crazy to you as well, but it's possible. Totally possible. And according to the polls, it's not like it wasn't like all the women were like, yeah, if we have it like two or three times a month, that's fine. Like mm-hmm. I basically gave the option more than once a week, once a week, two two to three times a month. Mm-hmm. No, no men or women shows two or three times a month. There was like one man and one woman that said once a week, but everyone else was more than once a week. So if you're not at that level, you probably just need to talk about it. Yep. You probably... Imagine that you both want the same thing and you don't have it. Like <laughs> people, boy, that's so true. Just because you're scared to have the yeah. conversation, both people are scared to have the conversation. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It reminds me of the conversation. It reminds me of the couple. How does it go? I think it was. Uh, it was a couple, an old couple. And uh, I think maybe with their grandkids around and they were having bread, right? Their mm-hmm. mom, mom made homemade bread. They're cutting out the bread and the heel always went to dad or something like that. Always got the heel. Mm-hmm. And so um, one of the kids was like, uh, so one of the grandkids asked, they said, Grandpa, why do you always get the heel? Well, um, I ate it so that so that grandma wouldn't have to eat it. And she looked up, she's like, What? I thought you liked it. And I I would have loved to have the heel, but I wanted you to have it. So he he ate it, didn't like it, and she didn't get it when she did want it because they didn't communicate about it. Like the whole marriage that way. That's really funny. Oh man, yeah, that stuff happens. Like I heard a similar story about they were an old couple, and right before I think the the woman was dying, the wife was dying, they started talking about how they won't be able to make pickles together anymore, and so they had made these huge batches of pickles. Their whole marriage. And he thought that she liked making pickles, and she thought that he liked eating them, but they didn't like either. Nobody liked it. Yeah. They did this there like for 50 years. And they went through this every single year making these huge badges of pickles, and nobody liked them or wanted them. <laughs> so don't don't treat your, your intimate life like the jar of pickles or the loaf of bread. Please. Yep. Please don't. <laughs> Talk to your spouse. Oh. You can transform your marriage. It 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 is. Don't like. Just don't be guilty about it. Like yes, follow the rules, whatever. But my goodness, it's it's good for your marriage. It's good for your kids. All that. It's good for your kids to see both spouses enjoying each other's company and yeah. like being affect- affectionate. I, I I suspect that the devil spends at least as much time trying to get people to not be intimate with each other than he does trying to get him to do it in the wrong way. And that was supported by a Twitter poll too, right? Like you had one about that. If uh, I don't remember which one was it. You've got a lot of polls lately. Yeah. No, it was, uh, which is more damaging to a marriage? <laughs> like extended abstinence or. Uh... Yeah. Or uh, coitus interruptus. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, only one person said coitus interruptus. Yeah, like, I was they... hoping they'd respond. I... Yeah. Uh, I did have the poll that I asked, I asked people, men, I said, what would you rather choose losing your left arm, losing one of your hands or having an intimacy free marriage? <laughs> the, the left arm, one, left hand one, but, uh, but not by a lot. <laughs> people value their hands. Ah, 
They're going to need those hands. <laughs> I, I showed that to my wife and she's like, what? Like, what the heck are those 45% of guys saying that they would rather have intimacy? -free? Maybe they already have intimacy-free marriages. I don't know. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> they love their hands that much. Yeah. <laughs> but I was, you know, it just shows the value that, that, Mm -hmm. at least for men at least and i think for women too just they just don't think about it as much mm -hmm. it's not as much of a priority for yeah. whatever reason yeah so no it's it's okay like it's like i think people are just so afraid that if they give themselves or others an inch that they'll just suddenly it'll turn into the playboy mansion or something like that that's, that's gonna happen <laughs> yeah you're just gonna you know the normal the the normal things of life are just going to be easier and better like people aren't going to stop having kids no no like and i can see the concern over birth control because that could happen because then you're intentionally planning everything and i i think uh you know that happened during like the generation i was raised in where people had like two kids mm -hmm. you know but now it's kind of yeah changed among catholics at least with yeah. more larger families yeah, I mean, at least I, in, in our area. I, I know. I think that's. I think that's true. You know, I. I mean, as much time as I spend whining and complaining about all this stuff, like I do like natural family planning. I like the idea of knowing mm -hmm. that my wife and I both know our bodies and her body and her cycles. Like I, I think it's it's a very net positive for the marriage. It's just a question of well, what about all the other times? Like, what do you do there? Is it is it truly supposed to be soul crushing intimate uh, accidents, <laughs> or is there something else available? Yeah, if there's something else available, possibly I think we I think we need to to make use of that. <laughs> Definitely, I don't want to waste that. Like like that's no. If the answer is no, stay away from all that stuff. So be it. I'm just gonna make sure none of my kids get married. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> you're so overreactive sometimes. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, you know it's it's great knowing each other's bodies and that sort of thing. But I forgot to tell you this the other day. I I think I mentioned it on Twitter, but I got caught looking at the calendar to just determine whether it was PMS week or not. Oh, and uh, so I could just tell that there was some tension in the room. What is going on here? So I just walked over to the calendar. I'm just looking and I started doing the math, like not pointing at the calendar, anything, just in my head. And she's like, what are you looking at? <laughs> <laughs> You're looking at CMS PMS week, aren't you? And I was like, how did she know? <laughs> because it's important to know, you know, like, so I, and I, was, I told her, I said, you know, I saw this online that um, somebody's mom, when they were having their PMS week, they would just put a picture of an angry woman on the fridge. So everybody in the house would know. And she's yeah. like, you know, that's actually a fair idea, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least she's aware of it and you can kind of have some. We can talk about it. My jokes are not as funny during that week. I'll say that. <laughs> and she wasn't thrilled that I was looking at the calendar, but I'm just using the data. So we don't have that problem, but we are. I'm, we're always looking at the calendar like like this, like just just now is a good example, right? Like, you know, we kind of have our little schedule, mm -hmm. and so we're going out of town today. So we're taking. Uh, I'm going out of town for work, but it worked out. I can bring the family oh, along oh. with the younger kids, so we're gonna 
go to a hotel. It's got a nice little water park and stuff like that. Um, so all things being equal, today would be a day for us. Mm -hmm. Except that's not going to happen in a hotel room with a bunch of little kids. Yeah, I, was, I don't want to ask, but no. I was wondering. No, no. We, we, Do you get a second room then for like an hour? I, I thought about that. <laughs> I would do that. <laughs> but I get overruled. Because <laughs> it's worth it. <laughs> you get the second room because it's worth it. Yes. There's a lot uh, of value there in that one hour. Yeah. Now we are we are having the younger kids that uh, you could probably get away with something uh, if, when you have the teenagers along. That's just yeah. that's a little bit risky. Over the line, yeah. But you know, so I'm looking ahead. See, so, okay, so I know since they <laughs> we're in a hotel, but I also know, and we both know, like we're we are both doing this mental calculation. The next day is going to be a trip back. The kids are going to sleep in the car. We're going to get home. And they're all going to be up late. Ugh. So we both know that. So now it's going to be two or three days later. And so without really talking about it, we both looked at the calendar like, okay, let's let's bump it up a day. But then, like I said, then I had kids that wouldn't sleep last night. So You could have the teenagers watch the younger kids while you guys go for a drive. Yeah, I've, I've tried that. <laughs> Thought about all the possibilities. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I remember that. I remember one time we were <laughs> newly married. Well, we were, you know, we had like two young kids mm -hmm. and it was impossible to get both of them to sleep long enough at the one time for anything to happen. And so we had the, but the kids always sleep in the car. <laughs> All right. So I'm a graduate student. We're driving around Michigan. <laughs> Mind you, we never did anything like this when we were like dating, right? Right. I'm not sure how it was gonna. I'm not sure what was gonna happen. Nothing happened. We could never find a a, a gravel road remote enough. Mm. <laughs> but we did go for a drive and entertain the idea. Like, okay, so so was it a disappointing drive back then that day? Uh, I don't remember. It was a long time ago. There was a lot of disappointment. <laughs> uh, well, I was hoping for like... No, none of that. Um, so, I don't know. I'm I'm still curious what it's... We've had one-year-olds and three-year-olds and five-year-olds in our house forever, basically. <laughs> For most of your life, yeah, like, <laughs> you know, like the, the idea of something being spontaneous is like is a complete foreign language to me. Like, like it is truly like, okay, are the stars aligned enough that we have children sleeping and we're both alert and awake enough to to do something? <laughs> about to. <laughs> Yeah, and then and when you try to do something, there's a time bomb ticking, <laughs> and you have to be on the same page. Yeah, so I don't know that people like understand like what this is like. Yeah, um, so and we found a way. Yeah, I mean, do you think that like priests think that these people with like ten kids are just having sex all the time? I suppose I don't know. They don't know the reality of it, but 
I mean, I, I may have used this story before <clears throat> on this, um, but I'll, I'll use it again because it's a good one. Um, a, a friend of mine grew up in a very traditional household and had a bunch of kids. And I think they had like a one bedroom house or something like that. And back then, th this kind of goes back to like, what? how did everyone know what Onan did? Well, this is how, okay? <laughs> when it was mom and dad's nights, the kids went in the room and they all faced the wall, closed their <laughs> eyes until mom and dad said it was safe. Like, I don't know. <laughs> what decade was this? It wasn't that long ago. <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. You I, know? I don't even know. If, I I don't know if I could put that much distraction out of my mind. <laughs> I know my wife can't. <laughs> no peeking. <laughs> Close your ears too. I don't you know. Gotta hope they had one of those beds where there's like curtains around yeah. or something. You know, I don't know. But if you live in a one room, yeah, house, you know, yeah, I mean. So and what, you're right. That is how people live. Yeah, in yeah. Ancient times. So what was it? Did they just only have it a, a ten fortnights or something like that, or <laughs> they just it was just a normal part of life? Like I, I kind of wonder if people were as prudish, prudish about it. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know what the right thing is, but I would have, I <laughs> to be able to block out that takes some real mental strength. Like yeah. I mean. Yeah, I don't know. Those are the kind of guys that should be field goal kickers and like, you know, yeah, yeah. making free throws to win the NBA finals. I don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> That's an incredible amount of concentration. Yeah. So I don't know. We don't. Um, That's not our thing. I know. I know for a while we lived at a house that had uh, we just had one bedroom. So on those nights we had to go. Uh, we had to pull out, pull out couch or bed on in the in the living room yeah which is great but if one of the kids woke up to go to the bathroom like like you the clock you know there's a there's a clock there's a there's a shot clock in the back of your mind <laughs> and your ears become your most sensitive yeah <laughs> that's right but yeah. there's the, those are the things you gotta do uh if you're gonna if you're gonna be a good catholic and you're gonna have a bunch of kids and stuff like that and you want to have that connection with your wife you got to make it happen yeah you either become very resourceful or you become very lonely ability well <laughs> or you just figure out, yeah or lonely or you figure out how to do things under arduous circumstances i don't know <laughs> <laughs> well, those are some great personal stories <laughs> yeah i'm so stupid <laughs> But I'm trying to think the last time my wife and I were intimate in the car, it's been a while. I'll <laughs> say that. I don't, man, I don't, I don't know that we've ever gotten to that point. <laughs> we've done tents. We've had tents before. Um, mm, tents, huh? Mm -hmm. Camping. I, that's funny. What was the joke about, uh, oh, did you hear about the fire at the circus? It was intense. Great. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I don't know, man. You got to just, if you strive to be like an intimate couple, it's going to pay dividends mm -hmm. no matter what. Especially if both, you, you need both people working towards that. Yeah. I just, I think if, if you, if you are 
you know, both being very much occupied by like the stresses of domestic life and raising children. The easiest thing to do is to cut out intimacy, but I think that's like the worst the, thing. Like that's just so counterproductive. Absolutely. It harms your marriage probably more than pretty yeah. much anything else. Yeah. Like it's just like don't like don't starve yourself. Like you need like like the literally that's the one thing you've got. Because it's like you go from this intimate couple yeah. to being roommates, then to resentment. Yeah. Because yeah. neither person is happy then. Yeah. And then it just spirals. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I think once my wife realized uh that there was a benefit to her to to us being, you know, be more intentional about this. Not that it was self-centered, like, but mm -hmm. but she understood like how valuable this is to me especially, mm -hmm. and in turn how valuable it is to our marriage when I'm just you're just you're at your best when you're in, you know, kind of that that mm -hmm. bliss, post bliss period. But you get into, like you said, you get into that roommate phase, and it isn't helping her at all. <laughs> no, that's for sure. So that's the truth. Yeah, whether anybody likes it or not. Yeah. So try it. Like I mean, it's it is it is the magic. It is the magic uh, potion that we we Catholics have. Everyone has, but we yep. Catholics especially should. To try and make use of that. So, yep. All right. All right. Anything else, Jonah? Nope. We've rambled on long enough. So, thanks for listening. Um, stay tuned. We're close to episode 200. Uh, I think it's going to come out, you know, March 2nd or 3rd, whatever Sunday that is. So, barring some, some, um, setback, uh, episode 200 is going to be a, gonna be, be a big one for good or no. good or bad it's gonna be i think it's gonna It'll be, be an a, honest one it's gonna be a memorable one so okay well thank you everyone for listening thank you jonah and you until bet. next time everyone bye have a good one